0: Hello and welcome to the Hoggard Newspaper Podcast, Viking Voices. Uh, I'm Cooper Hildall. And I'm Bradley Bush. And Emma Johnson will be joining us later. Uh, today we're going to talk about a little bit of advice. We have um, Bradley is a sophomore, I'm a junior, and Emma a senior. So we're going to give our best advice coming from the perspective of someone in the class above you. So Bradley's going to do advice for freshmen, I will do sophomores, and Emma will do juniors. So, Bradley, you want to start us off?
1: Yeah. So, to all the rising sophomores out there, I just want to say, take classes that you're interested in, and don't worry about whether they're weighted or not, because it doesn't matter that much your sophomore year. If you want to take hard classes, maybe wait until your junior or senior year, but don't stress about taking hard classes your sophomore year. You still have more years of high school to get those classes out of the way.
0: Um, I would actually uh counter that point and say sophomore year is somewhat important um I mean yes do like keep in mind you want to like not burn out so do classes that you're interested in but um I think it's a balance of doing stuff you're interested in and stuff that's gonna help you out with like GPA class rank um because a lot of the ranking stuff does fall into place sophomore year So yes, of course, do classes that interest you, but don't disregard GPA.
1: And there is still, for all the rising sophomores, you still have two years to bring up your GPA or raise your class rank too. There's definitely time. It's
0: not the end of the world if you don't get it, but yeah.
1: So I think my second piece of advice would be to, um, how do I say this? Be sure to still try new things. You still have three more years of high school. So if you want to try out for a new sports team or apply for a new club, go ahead and do that because it's never too late to try something for the first time. And high school is a great way to find new experiences, new interests, new hobbies, and you might find something that you love doing.
0: Yeah, um, I joined youth in government my sophomore year it's my favorite club now. So that's interesting. Um, a lot of the clubs I was in freshman year, I stopped doing and I switched to other stuff. So don't feel like you're locked into the clubs you started with. Um, and some clubs I've gone all the way through. So just find what you like club wise and just get involved in that. Cause if you get involved sophomore year, you're gonna uh, be able to have an office uh, junior year, like maybe even run the club senior year. So yeah, make sure to get involved sophomore year.
1: And kind of piggybacking off of the taking classes that you want to take, don't just join a club because you think it's a good resume stuffer. Instead, try to like get involved in a club and stay involved in that one club. So if you do end up applying to colleges, they can see that you're interested and available to that one club and you have been for as long as possible.
0: Yeah, I've talked to tons of admissions reps and they always say they get tons of um, resumes that just have a lot of like like, 10 clubs per, pe- per person. And But there's no evidence that you were actually engaged in that club or you made a difference in that club. So making a difference in a club is going to go a lot further in a college perspective than just being in
1: like 10 different clubs. And I think my last piece of advice would be to not, Worry too much about college, but start thinking about what you want to do. Like, get a general example or a general idea of what you maybe are interested in. Like, if you're interested in the medical field or engineering, maybe start researching some schools that are good fits for your field of interest.
0: Yeah, I mean, sophomore year, I had an idea of what I wanted to do. I know I really enjoyed history classes and politics so i took ap gov that year that really um solidified me in like wanting to do politics so sophomore year is an awesome time to start figuring out what you want to do but don't feel pressure to figure stuff out like my sister uh even as a freshman in college she knows generally what she wants to do but like the specifics aren't locked down and you'll learn more about yourself as you get older so don't feel like you need to be locked into a career path sophomore year
1: so yeah, I'm pretty much the exact opposite of Cooper. I am not sure what I want to do. I'm thinking about maybe architecture or journalism or something in the medical field. So right now in my sophomore year, I'm taking just a wide variety of classes to see what, maybe find out what I want to do. And maybe those classes will help me figure out what I want to do later in life.
0: All uh, right, Bradley, is that all your advice? you want me to go now? Um, I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's awkward. Um, I will go now. Uh, so as you heard earlier, I am currently a junior. Um, and to the sophomores, I would say, um, as a junior, Hoggard offers a lot of things to you. Um, you can go to the IB program, which I love. I'm in the IB program. Probably. Um, <laughs> <rather> than- <laughs> he's not interested in IB, but um, I love IB. It gets a bad rap sometimes, but do not be scared of IB. Um,
1: If you- I will be, I'll be sticking on the AP route.
0: I will not be taking any
1: IB classes.
0: Like if you don't know, if you don't want to do IB, I would recommend Cape Fear, AP. There are a lot of options at Hoggard, but my advice is take advantage of that. Uh, Do the AP classes, do the CFCC classes, even do UNCW classes. Um, I'm signed up for one next year. Who knows how it's going to be? I'll get back to you on if that's good or not. But um, <laughs> yeah, just take the things that Hoggard has to offer. Um, Bradley, you mentioned you're going to do the AP route. What are your plans like with that?
1: So actually, I'm going to be dual enrolling at Cape Fear and taking AP classes at Hoggard. So my workload next year is going to be pretty pretty extensive and a scholar yeah (laughs) i'm not sure how that's gonna work but you know i'm just i'm excited to do it i'm really thankful for all the opportunities that we have as hoggard students to be able to go and take a college class or like be even offered a college level class through the ap program or the ib program at hoggard so yeah i just think we're really lucky to have that and we should utilize the opportunities that we're given
0: yeah, my second piece of advice. Um, earlier, Bradley mentioned, like looking into colleges, look at the programs in colleges um, as a junior at the end of my junior year. I would definitely say have your list that you want to apply to don't want you don't want to worry about it next year when you're actually applying so I have my list now it's 10 schools. Yay. Um, but I know I'm going to do I know like, I have um, a list of what every application is going to be all the essays, um, so I can get it knocked out um, sooner rather than later and not procrastinate. So um, I definitely recommend touring schools if you can. I had a hard time with that because of COVID. But um,
1: I know many colleges are doing the virtual tours. So you can do those from the comfort of your own home.
0: It'll I- me some virtual tours um very fun some are better than others yeah but um if sophomore year you're gonna look at colleges junior year make a plan all
1: right yeah so i've been looking at a couple schools like i don't know maybe some colleges in california because i like how i like the vibe of the californian schools like ucla and I've looked into the majors that they offer there and I'm not worried too much about applying because I won't be doing that until really my, the summer before my senior year in that first semester of senior year. So it never hurts to get yourself ahead and just look at what's out there. Just explore your options.
0: So how many are like on your radar?
1: I don't know. I've got a, pretty extensive list right now of probably like 20 colleges that I've looked at Mm. and also the email if you put your email on the PSAT after you take it your 10th grade year you will get emailed by a lot of colleges and not many of the colleges that have emailed me I have been too interested in but that is a great way to see like get exposure for a new college that you don't you've necessarily never heard about.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> thinking about applying to 20 schools, um, I would think you might narrow that down. By the time you actually- I will,
1: by the end of-
0: Like, you're right on track to what we're saying. Like, explore sophomore year, narrow down junior year and have your actual list. So, um, I mean, I do know someone who's applied to 21 schools this year and that was really hard and that was insane. So, obviously, would not recommend 20 schools but proudly to be where you are right now that's right where you want to be um like we talked about earlier okay also i would suggest um not to let like the the idea around junior year that's supposed to be stressful like it's your last year to make an impact before college don't let that idea like stress you out in itself obviously you should put work in and like make the year count towards college and your applications, but don't let people, like, talking about college and, like, saying what you need to do influence your decisions uh, and, like, steer you away from things you want to do or, like, put too much pressure on yourself. Um, Emma, do you have an input on that?
2: Yeah. um, I think that that is absolutely true, and I also think that there's a lot of pressure, um, or at least for me there was as a sophomore kind of like keep your sights on junior year in your school and like how you can be a leader in your school. Um, but I think that there are a lot of times where I was really focused on what was in front of me and there were times when I could have looked a little bit bigger. Um, because there's so many opportunities out there in front of you and once you um start meeting people from outside Wilmington, like just once you've gotten into college or once you're going and traveling outside North Carolina or going to like meetings or conventions that are outside of North Carolina, there are a lot of opportunities that Um, you're not going to find in your school that are actually going to be the most beneficial because um, the things that I've grown from the most are things that kind of happened from me getting involved in things and then people letting me know about opportunities or volunteering me for opportunities or just meeting people who have done really cool stuff that I would also like to do. So I know that there's all this pressure to be like a club officer or you know top in your class but and while those things are valuable and definitely good benchmarks I think that um kind of like Cooper said of following what you want to do if you start doing that and like reaching out to people um who you know are involved with things you want to do and asking questions to your adult mentors and teachers then you can look at opportunities um outside your school and things that you want to be involved in whether that's in Wilmington whether that's in North Carolina or even in other states or internationally.
0: Yeah, and whether you're involved or not, sophomore year, uh, things do fall into place junior year. Things are offered to you that you don't have access to as a younger student um, in high school. So if you're stressed about it now, like going into junior year, just know things do work out. I'm not just saying that. Things actually do work out, and you will um, have, a, I guess, more opportunities in this coming year. Um,
2: For sure. I do yeah. think a big part of that is making sure that even if you're not involved, like, you can put a million things on your resume, make sure that if someone was going to ask you, um, like, what are three projects you're working on, you would be able to talk about things that you're involved with, so that, like, it just should have substance, because I know, especially um, as you're coming into high school, there are a lot of lofty goals that people throw at you that aren't always the most genuine, so, yeah, make sure that being like Cooper said, those opportunities will come to you if you make sure that you kind of put yourself in place.
0: And my last piece of advice is um, don't feel stuck in, like, socially with your friend group that you've had since freshman year. Um, I have made so many friends this year, especially because I'm in the IB program, so things are a little bit like locked up you're all the same people all day so i didn't really know many people in the ib program going in but i made so many friends this year um this taught me i mean i still am friends with my friends from last year but like don't box yourself in and try to like keep a friend group together if you want to branch out a little bit
2: yeah absolutely I definitely have friends that I've had since I was elementary school and then I have friends that I met at Hoggard freshman year that I'm still like some of my best friends but I mean you're always obviously going to have friends that you become closer with through shared activities so really take advantage of that if you're involved with someone or something and someone's on your team or in your club like make sure to um you know not be closed off and because I know that some of my best friends I've only met like this year or last year
0: all right, Emma, what are your recommendations for my class?
2: Sure. Um, I think it's hard to summarize my experience and I don't know, just a few tips. But I think the first thing that I would think about, just because as a senior getting ready to graduate, um, whether through essays or conversations or thank you letters, it's kind of a time that I've been able to reflect on what has made the last four years, um, good for me, and what I ha- could have improved on along the way, and one thing that I think made the four years as fruitful as they were, were my relationships. <laughs>
0: fruitful.
2: I mean, you can go through your four years and only have a diploma to show for it, but.
0: That's one big fruit, though.
2: The diploma, yeah, a juicy piece of fruit.
0: she a grapefruit. Hmm.
2: Well, in order to have the whole fruit bowl...
0: The whole fruit salad. The
2: whole fruit salad. I think that having good relationships with your mentors and teachers is one of the most important things you can do for yourself. Um, Because most of the highlights, I would say, um, have come through someone recommending a program to me or writing me a recommendation for a program or helping connect me with someone they know or someone... um, that they are working on a project that my mentor thinks I would be interested in, so those teacher relationships, and then it's also happened that close relationships with um, other mentors, like, you know, maybe it's your parents, but maybe it's your neighbor, or maybe it's your elementary school teacher that you kept up with, or maybe it's um, a professor at your local college, like, all sorts of different adults in your life are um, oftentimes more ready to share what they know than you realize, and they're always really excited, I think, um, to help you along, because, um, I think if you think about, like, you, the listener, think about if an underclassman approached you for advice or for thoughts on what you're doing, you would be happy to help them out, um, and being a mentor yourself can obviously give some really, um, engaging benefits.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think having those connections in high school has given lots of opportunities, like Governor's School, um, School of Science and Maths, some of our ventures stuff, uh, research projects, all with connections. So, uh, for sure, definitely makes sense.
2: And I think that, you know, a lot of people will tell you this, but some practical things that you can do to make sure you have these, don't be afraid to ask a question or send an email. Um, As a young person, I think these years are the first times where you have to put yourself out there. And it is scary. And I'm not someone who's naturally super outgoing. Um, Like, I'm talkative, but I would not initiate conversation most of the time. Um, But the more you do it, the easier it gets. So make sure, like, if a teacher has finished a presentation or has invited a guest speaker and they say, do you have any questions, ask a question. Like, find a question to ask (laughs) because most of the time after that, conversation will come and then they might ask about you and then you're kind of in some familiar territory. Um, And then I think I'll probably talk about this more later, but if you see something that you're interested in, find the adult in charge and email them, like, hey, do you have any thoughts on this? Or, like, I'm really interested in this subject they're hard they are hard but they are fruitful i promise more
0: fruit references
2: oh i like that word
0: (laughs) yeah i mean if you've ever given a presentation and like asked for questions and no one's asked anything it's awful (laughs) so they'll (laughs) be so happy save somebody from that awful moment (laughs) yeah
2: and sometimes you know you have to go and find them but again i have not run into very many people at all that have not emailed me back Or even if they have emailed me back And it's been a no Like they're super sweet about it I know I asked um, someone at Dreams of Wilmington If I could come in and help with their art program And they were no. like sorry we're <laughs> full Like you can't Like we can't let anyone in But like thank you so much for your interest Like here's some resources for you And check back later Like it was very positive And I still got stuff from it Even though it was a no So don't be afraid of like being turned down Because it doesn't mean that they don't think You weren't like worth their attention It just like doesn't work out but definitely always initiate conversations where you can.
0: All I can think about is that awful Lady Gaga quote where it's like, Oh God. A oh, hundred people in a room, only one needs to say yes. Like, I hate that quote, mm-hmm. but it's so Lady true. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, she, there's, no. that, there's that compilation of her saying it over maybe and over again. we should have again. Her on the show. Yeah, maybe we should. We should oh, invite yeah. her to the Viking Voices podcast.
2: Lady Gaga, if you're hearing this, <laughs> we would love to have you.
0: <laughs> you're in our audience
2: okay um i'm trying to think of the next big point um and i think it would be reflection and i know i just mentioned that but reflection doesn't happen after something's done ironically i think that ib um, is part of what wait, taught me this that's what
0: reflection does happen when does reflection happen it was not after reflection
2: it's- <laughs> should happen along the way
0: oh okay. yeah. you just haven't
2: finished your E-E yet, yeah have you yeah i've mm-hmm. really started yeah so
0: it's an IB thing. For me,
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna use myself as a case study because I know me best. <laughs> so I use a combination of a planner and a journal and then a bucket of sticky notes.
0: <laughs> Yikes.
2: Is that psychopathic <laughs> behavior maybe? No, it's the sticky notes, you know. The
0: bucket is a weird image.
2: It's just because I, you know, I write things down really quickly, and then I want to keep them, and there's not enough room on my wall, and they'll fall down, so I just have a bowl of them. Um, but...
0: <laughs> oh, the point of sticky notes.
2: <laughs> it's okay. Um, so my planner is obviously... I guess I use Google Calendar for the more, like, practical, like, remember to go to these meetings, but my planner, you know, that's your task, and so I'll have my, like, day goal, and if you're a bullet journal, I'm sure you're a little bit more on this train, but... The most important reflection for me over the last four years, and I've gotten way better, like freshman year, I would have laughed at you if you told me to write about my week when I'm finished at it, like, I don't know, I just wouldn't have seen the point, but I think junior year and then especially senior year, taking time to take stock of what you're doing that you like, what you're doing that you don't like, and then things that you want to start doing or setting goals for yourself to finish make your experience, whether it's a project Or whether it's just your weak, like your more general person, um, it gives you a track, right? And so there's this quote, and I don't know, it feels like it would be from a Disney movie. I really, (laughs) really wish that I had the source because I think about it all the time, unironically. And I'm sure you could find so many problems with this metaphor, but it helps me. Um, So think about if you have a bow and arrow, and you're a really good archer, and you pull back the bone, you're ready to shoot. (laughs) Maybe it is, I don't know but if you don't have anywhere to point your arrow no matter how good of an archer you are you're not going to do anything um and i think that that has become more relevant as i come closer to leaving high school because high school you have a very structured like take these classes check off the boxes graduate maybe be involved with a club maybe become an officer get that fruit (laughs) pick it
0: make your fruit salad
2: but if you think about if you have A 100 hour project it would be
0: looking at you Cass
2: it would be really dumb to not spend a portion of that planning that hundred hours out so even if you have like two of that hundred hours maybe it's four of that hundred hours that you make sure to allocate your time in the future and your resources to make sure that you're putting the resources to use in the best way where they're needed the most It can make everything go smoother. So, for me, that has looked like taking time each... Normally, it's a Saturday or a Sunday. Normally, Sunday, if we're being honest.
0: Sunday night. Yeah. Midnight. midnight. We've
2: all been there. We have all been there. Maybe not you. Maybe not me. It's probably Sunday morning for you.
0: Saturday morning.
2: Yeah. Okay. This is true. Um, But look at that stuff for the week, and then look at stuff for the month, and then look at stuff for the year. And the year can be super broad. It might look like, I want to... I don't know start a blog or like I want to get I want to learn more about this subject or for me recently it's been looking at things that I might be doing in college or honestly just like journaling about what my aspirations are because like if you don't know them then you can't work towards them type of thing so for underclassmen I would say to look at if you're, if college is something that you're trying to work towards, then go ahead and start looking at those colleges and just think about like, Hmm, where do I want it to be? What do I want to study? And it doesn't matter if you pivot. In fact, I think everyone pivots. I don't think I've pivoted. Exactly. But if you don't start working towards anything, you're not going to get there. So just start it. And if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. Like I've had plenty of failures in high school, to be honest, like some (laughs) some rotten fruits, some rotten fruits, (laughs) But, you know, you got to dig through the rotten fruits to find the right one. (laughs) That's gross. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, reflect.
0: I think my take on this, I think you're more into formal reflection, and I'm into, like, informal reflection stuff. Like, when I can't sleep, it's because I'm just, like, sitting there. Not, like, panicking, but, like, going through my day, looking ahead, looking back. Um, I don't do, like, the journal planner stuff, but I do, like, have a mental catalog of things that I feel like I'm pretty um, on top of. But for IB, there is a lot of, like, reflection, like, written reflection stuff that you have to do, and that's, like, a new muscle to me. So I think if I had done some of that journal planning stuff when I was, like, sophomore or freshman, I'd have been more prepared for the, like, formal reflection part that came, like, with school. Mm -hmm. And I guess probably later in life, it's gonna come up again. Yeah. And you'll be more prepared than I am. But mm-hmm. I think to each their own with that kind of process, like, find what, works, find what works for you.
2: Absolutely. And I think what you said about a muscle is pretty accurate. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And then while you were saying that, I just kind of thought, like, when you were saying think about your day, um, someone told me once, I think I read it in a book, that you should always have this passion project that you're working on and... You know, everyone finds. I I kind of hate the word passion. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like you can be passionate about anything, right? If you get excited yeah, about it. Yeah. Like I'm passionate about blueberries, but like blueberries. <laughs> I don't Love know. Blueberries. All of these fruit metaphors today. Um, but. I think to some extent, like, if you were gonna give your little elevator speech, you should always have, like, one thing that would, you can bring up in conversation. Like blueberries. Like blueberries. (laughs) Well, for me, like, for a while, it was this podcast, to be honest. Like, it was a little project that I was really excited about and could bring up. And then later it was, um, working on an energy task force for the city. And then later it was, I mean, oh my goodness, this month, you know what it was? It was making sure that I tried all 40 cookout milkshake flavors. Wow, that's, uh, <laughs> is that a passion wait, project? <laughs> wait,
0: do, you have, do you have an entire milkshake, or just like?
2: <laughs> no, I normally you, split it with my family.
0: Okay, yeah. so that'd be a lot of milkshake for, no, for no, one no, month. No, no, no. That's no. <laughs> it's
2: taking longer than a month. Two a day. But my point is, is that you should always have wow. like a project, that's and it doesn't impressive. have to take up a bunch of time. But I don't know, bring it up. So that's something to think about with your reflection. It's like have concrete things to think about.
0: Well, that concludes this episode of Viking Voices. Thanks for listening to the extra-long version
1: of this podcast. And we will see you in the next edition.